Now, broadcasting on StarWorldWideNetworks.com. It's time for Dr. Rademacher's Prescription for Transformation. Let's tap into your own authentic genius and live the life you desire. Join Dr. Rademacher for an enlightened conversation about our brain intelligence, our body intelligence, and our energy intelligence. And now, here's your host, Dr. Art Rademacher. What's the gift that we can give others? More of you. And not just you, but more of your healthy you. I'm Dr. Bart Rademacher, and this is Prescription for Your Transformation. Real people, real conversations, and real success. You know, getting ready for the Christmas season. Yes, I know it's tomorrow, but also getting ready for what's happening next year. And so I'm on this mission, and I've been on this mission for quite some time, to really help people get access to wellness. But more of that in a little bit. You see, we spend too much time thinking what we can do for others, because in so many ways, it's a nice thing to do, and it makes us actually feel good. Feeling good is actually healthy, but too often, it still comes at the cost of taking care of ourselves. And I think the moms of the world know this all too well. So in today's life in today's world you know we are so disconnected from others and in fact most certainly from ourselves so we're driven to acquire some sort of external validation and we forget that everything we really need is already within us The entire journey of acquiring this elusive thing causes so much internal stress. It takes away the fun of living for most of our days. We sacrifice the very things that are actually good for us. You know, as for the Dalai Lama saying that man spends all of his time trying to make more, that at the end of his time, he spends all of his money to make more time. Let me say that one more time. As per Dalai Lama saying that man spends all of his time trying to make more money, that at the end of his time, he spends all of his money trying to make more time. In the meantime, we ignore all the wonder that lies around us. Yet no doubt we live in a crazy time, and it's easy to blame one side or person of a person, one side or person or another. Yeah, true. A lot of things we can't control. So why stress ourselves out by not spending the time figuring out what we can control and what we can do for ourselves instead of complaining about it? See, I got this theory about complaining. You see, I see complaining merely as a cry for help to our inner self, not the outside world, because You are ignoring what you need to do to come up with a better solution for yourself. You see, the complaining is actually directed internally because you have chosen to be the victim rather than the empowered self that will overcome this new problem. 
it's funny when you actually see the truth about this bad habit of our blaming everyone else, when in fact we're criticizing ourselves for not tapping into our personal power to solve our problems ourselves. Remember, blaming others or being the victim is actually giving up your own power, and it doesn't feel good. Your spiritual being is screaming at you for not seeing that. So yeah, clearly some things really do suck, but you still have that choice. You know, it's never about the actual events that gets us upset, but it's the meaning that we actually give them. So the choice and prescription for today is about what you can do about your health. A better you are better for you and others and a gift to us all. But this can only happen if you've optimized your health. You see, I see several problems in today's world. You know, first, it's the lack of awareness about our current health. The other is that we've been brainwashed, that our genes are our destiny, and that we must age gracefully, and that doctors will have the answers we need. Added to that is the denial that you too might get sick with something that you can easily prevent by making better choices, smarter choices. And then the problem with the smart choices we believe are simply too hard or too expensive to acquire. So nothing is further from the truth, but what is true is what ends up to be too difficult and costly is when you do get sick with a chronic or debilitating illness or cancer, but we don't want to think of it. You know, I was in surgery recently and I was sharing the need for gene mapping to my assistants. And the resounding consensus in that room was that everyone preferred not to know. How can this make any sense? How can you travel from one place to another and not know if you're run out of gas? And what if you're in an airplane? It's going to be catastrophic. So it's the same with your own life. If you don't know what's going on, the real problem is lack of knowledge, not having access to the knowledge and the resources that you really need. This has been my mission for the last 20 years. See, 20 years ago, I was in a place where my life was actually turned upside down. And again, only I was to blame. And I realized that I wanted to help others avoid such a pain. So I came up with a mission statement to make wellness a must and accessible to all. You see, I'm a big picture thinker and I can think granular at the same time. That's the surgeon in me. But I'm also a problem solver of things and see possibility where others see nothing. I realized that people were just really unhealthy and came up with a brilliant solution to help with that, to make that connection between the consumer and the provider for those solutions that they were needing. You see, the mission was to make wellness a must and accessible to all. But none of my work would be of any benefit to anyone, to the people it was intended to, unless they were motivated to seek out the solutions I had. And this motivation can only come if you have the awareness of what's going on inside of you, 
and what's actually going on outside of you. Truth is, 20 years ago, you know, while just an intuition of all of that, we still did not have enough of an insight of what we needed to know. In the last 20 years, many brilliant scientists, thinkers, and visionaries have come up with that knowledge, and it's time that we embraced it. We no longer have that excuse that this information and therefore the leverage to make change is not available to us. It is a simple statistic. According to the UNESCO in a report in 2019, 2.2 million new books were published each year. In the US alone, one third of a million published new books every year. So there's plenty of information out there. We have a lot to choose and there is no excuse. But none of that matters unless we know what to look for. And that is where the problem really lies. We have no clue where to start. And part of the problem is the emphasis of health is a reaction to illness rather than a prevention of it. So in reality, we have, we have forsaken the original tenets of what it means to be a physician in the terms of the Greek philosophers 2,000 years ago. You see, Aristotle and others made several proclamations. You are what you eat. He also said that the natural forces within us is what will heal us. And another term is, is about moderation and nothing in excess or nothing in deficiency is what will maintain our health. And so where in you are you finding excess or that deficiency? You see, in today's fast-paced world where the genius is manipulating not only our psychology, but also in manipulating the chemistries in our bodies, we have become addicted to a whole slew of bad habits. But the truth is, for the most part, we've also been hypnotized over and over again about the stuff that we consume to think it's all good for us. We can only appreciate that we have made the choices ourselves. So we can now, with the knowledge, make better choices. The choice in the question is how do I optimize my health? Your body and your health must be the temple you constantly honor with the right choices. So let me lay it out for you in simple terms. And it's three things. First, how your body has evolved over millennia and what is the toxic soup we now live in? Number two, what are the measuring tools to understand how our body is currently functioning? And number three, what are the best choices we can now make to reverse any of the existing damage that we've caused and promote optimum health in the future? You see, our Paleolithic ancestors were hunters and gatherers, 
and lived in small clusters or bands of people. This predates modern history and expresses how man has developed over millennia with a deep relationship with nature. You see, our genetic blueprint evolved in response to the challenges and the resources that naturally occurred to maintain survival. So let me say it differently. The blueprint, our genetic blueprint, was developed with all the elements that naturally occurred to include and, and um, not just the things that we ate, but also the things that we did, what we were exposed to in the form of light, harmonics, electricity, electromagnetism, you know, all these different things. There's a natural harmony in their existence, and there's nothing natural or harmonious to our blueprint today. The modern norm is just a lifestyle that our minds have adopted to believe is best for us, but we all know it's not. So while there's so much convenience at our doorstep, as well as the self-imposed demands, there is a way to replicate as much of what is natural without becoming a caveman, or for that matter, to give up too much of our modern delights. In today's marketplace, there are many natural solutions that are readily available and affordable for us to use. So let's take sleep as an example. You know, most experts will agree that sleep is a keystone habit that we must never compromise or sacrifice. Proper sleep is an accessible anti-aging strategy that will dramatically impact your mental, your emotional, your spiritual, and physical health right now. So here's how you do it. You go to bed between 9 and 10, no later than that. And you do this every single day. And you get up at the same time after you're sleeping a minimum of seven to eight hours of quality sleep. It's that, that rhythm, that consistent rhythm that is critical in maintaining the natural circadian rhythms that happen in our body. And these circadian rhythms specifically are those biological systems that work in synergy with all the other systems in our body to maintain health. And so particularly those people that have disrupted sleep patterns or are not sleeping um, during the night, but sleeping during the day or have irregular habits creates havoc on all these rhythms and therefore the systems in your body. So you're sleeping a minimum of seven to eight hours, you know, not five, not six, now, some people believe that five is enough, but the truth is, in most people, a minimum of seven to eight and sometimes 12 hours is actually what is needed. Keeping the ambient temperature around 69 degrees is important. Because here's the thing, when the body is too warm, it's going to wake you up. But the body has a natural way to warm, warm up if the temperature drops but it's not as effective if the temperature is too high in the, in the ambient area so that it can't cool down and so it disrupts your sleep. 
Keep out any light, technology, or potential disturbance that wakes you up. You see, we've got to go through these different stages of sleep so that we get quality sleep throughout the night. But light, noise, your partner next to you, dogs barking, whatever that is, can disrupt those patterns. And therefore, the amount of REM sleep and, de and, and deep sleep that you get is, is disrupted. So don't eat for at least two hours, preferably four hours before sleeping, because your intestinal tract is going to also play havoc on those patterns through the night and disrupt the, the normal hormonal um, uh, release of things like melatonin. No digital tech for two hours prior. Meditate for 10 minutes as soon as you wake up in the morning. This is an interesting fact. By meditating first thing in the morning, it affects your ability to go to sleep at night. Avoid blue, blue light once the sun goes down. You see, we need all different you know, frequencies of, of light throughout the day that affects all these different circadian rhythms. So blue light is critical during the daytime, but it also affects the melatonin release at night. It sort of delays that release and so it makes it harder for you to get to sleep and maintain a good quality sleep. So what's the solution? Well, you can either switch the types of light bulbs that you have in the house, or if you wear glasses like I do, or just wear, you know, blue filtered, you know, lenses. So if you really want to be a pro at all of this, get a device that will actually measure the quality of your sleep. And that is, for example, the Aura Ring or the Garmin, so that you can monitor the different stages of your sleep and therefore determine what are your habits, what habits affect the quality of your sleep throughout the day. Besides that, you can also get sleep apps and, um, and also, you know, here, here's the thing that you want to think about. And that is this. The, the, the things that you can do for yourself is clearly either free or inexpensive, and all of it gives you a huge ROI. The only cost is perhaps getting the, the Aura Ring or the Garmin. But again, that inf investment is huge. So here's the downside, all right? So I've, I've shared with you how you can get all of this. But here's what you need to understand. What's the downside if you don't get enough REM sleep or deep sleep? Because the REM sleep is your ability to process the previous days, you know, things that have happened. And the deep sleep is really that, that time that your body is able to recover and repair and, and remove, you know, toxins and all that kind of stuff. If you don't get the right amount, it's associated with obesity, with inflammation, diabetes, cancer, mood disorders, and more. So then here's the question. Why would you want to gift any of these problems to your family and friends? Remember, I am talking about the best gift you can give to others this Christmas. It's your health. It's your health now, and it's your health for all future Christmases throughout the rest of your life. Because if you are super healthy and energized, you can do so much more for others 
and of course, yourself in that process. You see, we do take sleep for granted. And I did for many years. And throughout my residency, it was like a badge of honor being on call for 72 hours straight or being in the operating room for 36 hours straight. Yes, it's true. It happened twice during my plastic surgery residency. And that was before I appreciated the importance of sleep. sleep. And what I would do is I would sort of chide others who did not have the same grueling experience I had that, that made me who I am today. But the truth is, I am happy that they learned a healthier way many years before I did. So where are you taking your sleep for granted in your pursuit of winning at the game of life? You see, it really does not serve you to sleep poorly. And you think there's not enough time in the day, then ask yourself, where am I actually wasting the time? Or how can I better leverage my time? There's 168 hours every single week. Everybody has the same number of hours. But all that I'm going to talk about on another time. So there are two other areas that are really important. Actually, there's a lot more than that, but the areas that we can easily focus on. And you probably know one of them. It's your nutrition. But have you thought about movement, exercise? Of course you have, but just briefly again, right? You see, I too get caught up in the excitement of getting things done that I forget to stand up or walk around. You know, three sand timers on my desk. And even when I put the 30-minute timer on, somehow it ends outside of my field of vision and therefore my awareness. Even the, the app alerts to get me to move go unnoticed too often until my jo joints get sore and I regret not moving more. Let's talk about nutrition for a moment. Now, as I mentioned earlier, our ancestors were hunters and gatherers that relied on a seasonal variety for their food. Translate into modern-day nutritional fare, eat wild, organic, and foods by the season. You see, our ancestors consumed the same amount of sugar in two years that a typical child consumes in one day. So let me say that one more time. The typical child in the United States will consume about 117 grams per day. Whilst our ancient ancestors consumed that amount in two years. So again, let's put this into its proper context. Our bodies, our DNA uh, blueprint evolved in relationship with what was naturally available in the environment. And so through evolution, our bodies evolved to stay in harmony with what was available and adapted to the changes that potentially occurred and typically in a very slow manner over thousands of years. So now we take sugar. 
And sugar, in fact, is an addiction that involves more people than heroin, alcohol, nicotine, opiates, all combined. Pretty much 95% of the population in the United States. And it's an, a major health threat to our body. And we simply take it for granted. It's tasty. And it seems so innocent. But here's what it does. It paralyzes our immune system for five hours. It causes inflammation. Excess blood sugar causes damage to the entire vasculature, including the capillaries around nerves, thus causing nerve damage to higher risk for developing Alzheimer's, dementia, depression. You know, chronic high blood sugar leads to diabetes. It's also the preferred energy source for cancer. So there's a lot of reasons to minimize this consumption. But just look at what's available and tempting to all of us out there in the marketplace. We got all the candy, we got the sweets, we got the, the donuts, we got the cakes. And then, of course, we've got Christmas fair, right? And how can you deny all the cookies and the pies? The average American yearly consumption is 150 pounds. So let me share some other stats. So the American Heart Association recommended for an adult woman to limit consumption to 25 grams per day. Now for men, it was set 37 grams. And then for children under eight, it was 12 grams per day. So it seems all right, right? But let's now put it in context with say one 20 ounce can of soda, which now has 65 grams of sugar. So way in excess. So not only is there too much sugar in our diet, but it's also the blood glucose spikes that create havoc in the body. So eating fruit, you'd think, well, that's probably going to be a good thing. But eating fresh fruit on our empty stomach creates a sugar spike. So what that means then is that we actually have to consume either fruit with a low glycemic index, like berries, or combine the, the fruits, contrary to what previously people have said, but combine it with either protein or fat meal, simply because it avoids that spike. Keep in mind that stress also causes spikes in the sugar level. So while we think that sugar is so innocent and tasty, its negative effects simply go unnoticed until it's too late. We've got a pandemic of diabetes in children. It's all because of food choices that we're making all the time. So before we go into a, a deeper dive into nutrition, and it's important for us to grasp the important concept, the most important concept, I should say, before we start making any change 
changes to our nutritional habits. Namely, you know, what's our starting point? You know, what is the current status of our body? We need a baseline to underscore the importance. And hear me again. We need a baseline to underscore the importance of what our choices, your choices to date has caused in your system. See, while I was planning my deep lab work of micronutrients, you know, complete fat panels, hormone studies, heavy metals, toxins, mycotoxins, microome, and some of the and, and, and some neurotransmitters over the last year, I first decided to eat healthy because I needed time for research. I needed the time to do my investigative work to figure out which tests I needed and which tests I could depend and rely on. And with the invaluable help of my friend, Carrie Brown from Collective Health Force. You see, 20 years ago, I started on that journey. I was feeling like crap as I viewed the 20 plus bottles of supplements on my desk. You know, all recommendations from different people, different coaches, trainers, nutritionists. But I was realized that I was toxic. I was either toxic with high levels of, of certain vitamins or otherwise unhealthy compounds that I probably shouldn't take, one of which is, for example, folic acid and more of that later. Or I developed relative insufficiencies because I was excessive in others. And so I realized I needed to get my levels tested. But the problem was 20 years ago is that the science and technology was not sophisticated enough. And so I didn't want to waste my time and my money with information that I couldn't rely on. But today is different. We have a wide array of choices that I share through my podcast, my website, drradamaker.com. You know, as well as a masterclass for doctors called Fuel, and more of that later on. You see, one year ago, I started on a strict vegan diet because so many people were recommending it and they were telling me how great they felt. But then later on, I transformed to a vegetarian-based diet and then added meat and fish. And I felt a lot better and I enjoyed a lot more. I also began to consume protein shakes with dairy-free milk, especially almond milk. And so I thought I was doing all the right things. I still had my meats. I still had, was you know, predominantly vegetarian. And I was eating a lot of nuts, especially almonds, my all-time favorite, you know, rich in protein and fats, I was told. So once I got my fat analysis, you know, after six months of healthy eating, my fats were actually upside down for the very first time. And I was asking, how could this even happen? You know, when my diet was so clean. Admittedly, maybe I wasn't exercising as much. And that was, you know, what my doctor you know, claimed. This is, well, you're not exercising enough. And that's why you're, you're upside down. But, you know, for years and years, just on an unconscious diet, my fats were normal, and now suddenly on a conscious diet, they were upside down. So come to find out that my omega-6 to 3 ratio was really bad. 
And then also come to find out that the omega-6 to 3 ratio in almonds is between 200 to 1 to 2,001 to 1. And what's the ideal ratio? <laughs> Checking in with our ancestors, right? It's 1 to 1. You see, we need both the omega-3 and the omega-6 fatty acids, but in the proper ratio. And based on the diet of our ancient ancestors, which is what we need to keep on referencing to, right? It's how we've evolved in harmony with nature. I mean, it's something so basic that it simply makes no sense to ignore it. And that ratio is one-to-one. So experts do agree that a ratio four to one is okay, but not mine, which was 60 to one, because I was consuming so much omega C, uh, omega six in the wonderful almonds I was feasting on. But here's the truth though. I only ate about 10 raw almonds per day, which isn't a lot, but it was enough to push the ratio out of bounds. But here's the other part. And, and one thing, one, one wonderful secret or trick that everyone can implement right away, and it's also free, except, you know, a small time commitment, is counting the calories. You see, I take 15 grams of walnuts and suddenly I'm shooting up to 200 calories. I mean, it's insane once you start measuring how, much, how many calories you're eating. And a little bit more about that in a moment about calorie restriction. But I only knew this because I started to test. I started to measure. And here's another truism. Whatever we don't test, whatever we don't measure, we don't manage. It's not possible. And whatever it is that we test and measure, then we actually make smarter choices and do much better. There was once a study where People started measuring the number of steps they took on a day. And almost instantly, they started walking more. So I, I also discovered that free-range organic eggs and meats have a much lower omega-6 ratio. And this was probably a component in the imbalance as well. Because what organic uh, um, farming is all about is making sure that it's as close to nature as possible and the products have less omega-6 in them. I didn't know any of this until I did my test. You see, your testing is so critical and it's a testing that your standard doctor, care, standard of care doctor does not get for you. It goes never in their curriculum. Now, you can blame them or just simply decide for yourself who is ultimately responsible for your health. And that's part of my mission as well, is to help people understand that they have to participate in their own rescue. They've got to participate in their own health. It does you no good just to rely on other people to solve it for you. We must step away from abdicating that responsibility and ignore the fact that all of our choices made till today and all the next ones you'll make will decide your future health. So 
you might be asking what type of testings, what type of testing, right? First, it's your genetic blueprint. This will help you understand how your genes respond to the environment in a positive or negative way. Knowing how your genes will express based on the environment will give you the insight of what you must do or not do. It's that simple and totally unscary, like many would otherwise choose to believe. You see, my assistants in surgery did not want to know their genetic makeup. They were too scared to know. They would rather stay in bliss without that knowledge. But it's that ignorance that's going to hurt them in the end. You see, the truth is, is what they're really scared of was that they did not know what they would do with this knowledge. And that is what's so scary. The denial or ignorance is what's actually giving them a false sense of security. And that in of itself helps avoid the stress in the moment, but does nothing for the chronic st stress incurred once that chronic illness sets in. And so it really comes down to the fear of what do I do with this knowledge and what's going to happen if I don't correct it? See, most diseases are preventable or reduced or the burden reduced with the appropriate dietary or lifestyle choices. Shouldn't we actually be focusing on finding out what will benefit us right now? And then the reason why so many diets simply just don't work is because they don't match up with your unique genetic blueprint. So that is really step one, because what we've discovered is simply this, is that we've got about 22,000 genes. And of those 22,000 genes, we've got about 2 million switches. And it's those switches that turn on the genes or turn off the genes. And whatever determines what turns on or off those genes is what's happening in the environment around those genes, what's around the cell. And basically, we've discovered three things. It's the, the toxins or the chemicals or the compounds around it. It's the you know, trauma that affects the cells. And then also our thoughts. And so depending on the specific ways that certain genes will express, we'll then deliver specific compounds in the right amounts, in excess amounts, or insufficient amounts. And so this genetic blueprint then tells us where some of these processes are working as they're supposed to, or if they're not working as they're supposed to. So there's one example I'm going to share with you, and that's the process of methylation. So methylation simply is a process of adding a, a carbon with a three hydrogen group to a molecule. And then that then determines a specific process that happens. Let's say it's the DNA replication. Is a certain DNA being expressed, replicated, or not? And when there's a deficiency, 
in that process, then it causes problems. So that's where understanding that, that challenge is that we can then supplement with the right types of supplements that are required or influenced by a certain lifestyle that makes a difference. And you'd be surprised you know, how stress affects everything. And if you knew that you were even more susceptible to stress because of your genetic blueprint, then maybe you'd be more imposed to making the changes that you need. So that's step one. So step two is checking the micronutrients. So these are the vitamin levels, the mineral levels, as well as other things like amino acids, peptides, hormones, uh, lipids, you know, your fatty acid profile, your hormones, heavy metals, gut bacteria, and then much more. And so once you get this baseline and then match it up with your genetic blueprint, then you can decide what to do with it. It's a very small investment, but you can begin to cater to it in the way that you can afford now rather than pay the exorbitant price later on when you actually do get sick. So you think about it this way. Every single day, about 1,600 people die because of cancer. And some cancer treatments cost upwards of $10,000 per month. Predictions are that 50% of the American population, adult population, will have cancer in their lifetime. So it's a statistic that we cannot any longer ignore. And 30% of those patients undergoing any kind of cancer treatment totally deplete their entire life savings. And so it's worthwhile now to invest the time, the energy, and the money as quickly as you can in finding out your current status. It's worthwhile to save your future health with investments into discovery of what you need and then to actually get that. So where, where do you get any of this? Well, part of my mission is to help doctors in the United States evaluate how they can best serve their clients. That's you. But by providing these kinds of services, in, in addition to many other services that I share with them. But for the time being, you know, find a functional doctor, functional medicine doctor, or doctor performing integrative medicine. They can help you. But here's the thing. It's the naturopathic doctors that are far ahead in this game and helping their clients assume healthier lifestyles and dietary choices. So look for either of those, your naturopathic doc, integrative doc. You can also go online and get some gene mapping at a very affordable price compared to what it used to be from companies like Stratagene, that's Stratagene or Phosphorus. And there's another, uh, um, albeit pricer one, which is called the DNA Company. Or you can go to my website and drrademaker.com 
and, and find that information as well. For only $200, you get a lot of information that guide you, that can guide you to make better choices. Now, you can go to 23andMe and get your genetic profile, but then you need somebody to actually translate that information into a, a valuable strategy that you can then implement for your life. But try out these and then, or just go online and find, find some other ones. And then there are many online labs that can cater for the other testing. You know, one of which that I really like is Vibrant America because they give a very comprehensive panel and the pricing is really decent as well. There are other consumer-based labs that you can go to, but make sure that um, you get the interpretation of the data as well as the recommendations, or just simply help get the help from your own doctor to help you with that. So ideally, you do want to work with an expert so that you can make the right adjustments and, um, and get the, the return of investment with your future health history. Again, I can't emphasize enough how important it is to get these two types of testing so that you can make smarter choices, have a healthier life, avoid chronic disease as, as long as possible and have the energy and vitality for a long, long, long life. If you love your doctor and you have a great relationship with them, whatever specialty that they're in, but they don't know this information or they're not quite familiar with it enough, invite them to, to join my masterclass called Fuel. It's on my website, drradamaker.com, as my mission has been to make wellness a must accessible to all. And so part of my strategy is giving my colleagues access to the kind of information that's going to serve you at the highest level. And if you get them to get involved, then part of my mission is already being fulfilled in this way, and you get to benefit. But let's get back to nutrition, because our time is, is kind of running out. And I will be continuing, continuing for the next several weeks on different aspects of how to begin to optimize health, and what kinds of resources that you can tap into. So besides sugar overconsumption, overconsumption, think of the source of your foods. You see, chronic illness and a significant, significant increase in DNA mutations began to occur after the domestication of animals and agriculture that was invented 15,000 years ago. Some people claim that this was the biggest mistake of humanity. It seems odd since, you know, agriculture and animal farms are so normal and standard today. But the problem is that these modernized techniques introduce all sorts of foreign compounds into our diet and depleted many of the essential vitamins and minerals. And with all the, the um, gene modification foods, that's been a problem too. Don't forget an excess of the wrong fatty acids like omega-6 in my case. But another problem is pesticides. Did you know that commercially grown romaine lettuce 
will have at least 50 different types of foreign chemicals, three of which can be carcinogenic. Now, there's an argument for organic, but organic is oftentimes still not enough as an indicator of what is healthy for you. So it requires your awareness to figure that out. You've got to take matters in your own hand. And all I, I'm doing right now is a primer for that. So you get activated to begin to do the research yourself. And as best as I can, <clears throat> as well as so many other brilliant people out there, and I'll share some of these resources on my website, of the influencers in this field so that you can begin to learn what is really helpful. You know, Dr. Axe is one of them. Dr. Mark Hyman is another. You know, go check out their websites. But starting with all of this, just with organic, is already a win. And the truth is, it is more expensive. But then again, certainly much less costly than the burden of a chronic illness or cancer. You see, we must get away from the false notion that illness can only be treated, be treated with drugs and surgery, and that's the doctors that will cure me. It's time you gave yourself the gift of health and well-being in all of the dimensions. Take an easy one, by the way, but one that we might struggle very much with. Excess caloric intake is another problem we often ignore. A calorie restriction to 12,000 to, I'm sorry, to 1,200 calories per day is ideal and scientifically proven. Here's the truth. You can actually survive for 40 to 100 days without eating. But excess calories causes a, a rage of free radicals in your system. If, term that I know you've heard of, free radicals, that cause all sorts of damage to your mitochondria and your cells. So caloric restriction has been shown to extend life significantly, and that is why there are also so many proponents of fasting, because of all the other benefits that fasting will afford. Ultimately, when we talk about nutrition, Ultimately, when we talk about our lifestyles and the choices, it affects our mitochondria. And fortunately, in today's world, a lot more emphasis is being placed on understanding how our mitochondria, the little engines in each of our cells, are, are being effective or are they dysfunctional? So I hope this information that I've shared with you today is helpful to you. And I'm beginning with some simple things that you can now address. And that is get your genetic blueprint. It's affordable. Sometimes it's less than $200. You get an interpretation of what that is. And then you can begin on the journey to start making some adjustments in what you eat and your particular lifestyle. So that's, that's number one. And then going to um, your doctor or going online and um, using consumer-based you know, lab testing 
looking at your vitamin levels, looking at your fatty acid levels, your hormone levels, and get a baseline. And at least doing something is going to help you right away. You're not going to get it all right right away because that's just not going to work. That's just too much money, too much time, too confusing. But little by little, you start making adjustments, learn more things, find the right kinds of supplements. And just blindly using supplements is not a good idea either. And we will be talking more about different things in the future. Uh, Listen in on this podcast. And but most importantly, reach out to your own, you know, uh, physicians, whether they're um, in general practice, you know, whether they're a specialist, because my mission is to help docs incorporate all sorts of things, whatever their specialty is, that can complement everything that they're doing for you to reverse whatever chronic illness that you have, or if you're one of those lucky ones, to actually help you prevent the development of any kind of condition. And having this information is key. And having the information of what types of resources are clinically proven to be beneficial to you. So I'm Dr. Bart Rademacher, and this is Prescription for Your Transformation, Real People, Real Conversations, and Real Success. And you're tapping into that authentic genius within us so that we can design and live the life that we desire. So thank you, and I will be back. Thanks for listening to Dr. Rademacher's Prescription for Transformation. Join Dr. Bart Rademacher live right here on StarWorldWideNetworks.com or on demand 24-7. 